Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I'd like to make a bold move here and start the podcast by talking about my vagina. I'm sorry, Dad. I should have warned you. Just just go for uh, five minutes in. I won't talk about it too long. But look, like, is it is it nerve wracking to start a podcast episode just talking about your puss? Is it the right move to do such a thing? All of these questions, I don't know the answer to. And I only thought about this five seconds before I started recording. So I don't know what the repercussions are going to be. But welcome to I'm Sorry With the Podcast. And we are not afraid to talk about vaginas. Now, here's why I want to talk about it. I would say I'm relatively well known for my pep talks. And I mean, obviously, no one's asked me to do a TED Talk and I'll like never understand why. But I've been told for years I was captain of my lacrosse team and, you know, I, I, I just I give pep talks. OK, but I don't think there is quite any pep talk that will ever live up to the one I give myself before I get my pussy waxed. And hear me out. That shit is painful. And you are choosing that life. You're like, OK, this is my choice. OK, so when I'm getting ready and I'm getting hyped to go in, I use all the best cliche. You know, I'm thinking pain is temporary. Pride is forever, you know, all that shit. Like, I think I used to have that on the back of one of my middle school track T-shirts, which I did track for two seconds and clearly can't run. But, you know, I I power myself up. I'm thinking, look, girl, here's the deal. They didn't say vaxxed and waxed as a joke. That shit was serious. And we're here. We're one half in. You are vaxxed. It's time for the wax. And, you know, I literally will sit there as the skin is literally being ripped off my body. And I'm just thinking, you know what? In five minutes, this is not going to hurt anymore. In five minutes, you're going to feel so good. And, you know, you're not going to feel like Yogi the Bear. And all of that is going to be worth it. All of those moments are going to be worth it. Now, can I give myself the same pep talk to get out of bed in the morning? No, I don't understand it, nor can I use it to get on the freaking Peloton or work out like a normal person. No, I save my pep talks, my full energy pep talks for when I have to get my puss waxed. And you know, today I went full blown. I had my eyebrows, mustache and vagina wax. So like I had to go in for a full deal. OK, and look, my girl was great. I went to Lunchbox in Dublin. They don't sponsor me yet. Maybe after they hear this. But I just it was a great experience. OK, it wasn't <laughs> it was just me hyping myself up. And I just wish I could do that for other shit. Like, honestly, it's been a rough time. And I feel like I keep starting these podcasts talking about how freaking depressed I am. But I also don't want to be one of those bitches who just pretends like my life is perfect and then you know, makes everybody else feel bad because I didn't think I was even going to do a podcast. There was no question of the week because I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I, I literally could not get out of bed on Monday. My Crohn's is flaring. My brain was going a million miles a minute. I haven't taken, you know, I was doing a good job at being a pretend influencer and taking all those like photos of myself in the backyard. I can't even get myself to get dressed like it's just been bad news bears. You know, I mean, I've done fun events. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying my life has been tragic, but I don't know. I've just been having like a really hard time getting out of bed. And I just wish I could give myself the same energy to get out that I do 
for my vagina. Maybe I'll try that tomorrow. I don't know. I think I have to get so irritated with myself that I go and do something like the podcast right now recording today. I feel a little bit better because I was like, you have been so freaking annoying the last couple weeks. You've been emo as shit. It's an upsetting and annoying and <laughs> and I'm over it. So like you're going to I didn't that wasn't this morning. This was like this afternoon that I was like, OK, I'm kind of sick of your bullshit. What we're going to do is we're going to book a wax. We're going to book a nail appointment. We're going to record the podcast. We're just we're going to do that shit because you're being so fucking annoying right now. And and I think, you know, I get to the point. That's how I get with my um, my bush. I'm like, it's so annoying. I have to wax. <laughs> do you think people are still going to listen to this podcast after this? You guys text me. Did I lose you? Are you out? Do you like me more? I don't know. I feel like this is one of those things that people don't talk about, but I never have a problem. I'm like, yeah, I do get a wax. And are you nervous about it? Yeah. Let me tell you my full blown experience. Would you like to read my novel? Would you like to attend my TED talk all about bushes? Absolutely here for it. Uh, anyways, I said I told my dad I would go to five minutes and I'm cur- currently there. So we're going to have to move on. Uh- <laughs> But anyways, I'm feeling a lot better. You know, I think as you guys know, last week I was talking about I got an email from my ex and it totally, totally spiraled me. And I think even I listened back to um, the episode and I, I don't think it was bad. I think it was a nice like first reaction. I also love, by the way, that on this podcast, I just sit here and rate my last episodes with you all like some sort of full blown narcissist. I'm just an 80 percent narcissist, not 100. But anyways, you know, I was thinking about it some more and it's like I talked to a lot of my my besties about it. And, you know, I mean, I think majority of me is is not happy that he was like sad, too, but just nice to feel like I wasn't alone and that he wasn't like, okay, fuck you. I'm good. You know, you know, I was thinking, good for you. You look happy and healthy. Not me, but kind of me because I got my new brown hair and she's hot. Um. Anyways, I was just thinking that he didn't care. So it was kind of nice. But I think it's just been hard because sometimes I, you know, sometimes I do get sad about being single. And other times I remember that it's a very fun personality trait and I'm enjoying it very much. I will never, ever get tired of being a third wheel. It's it's a branding it's I'm a tricycle. I will. I don't like being a bike. I'm a tricycle. So I'm here for it. Anyways, um, Erin, friend of the podcast, you know, I've had her on and her fiance, Ben. We actually went down to Santa Barbara this weekend and, um, you know, she lives across the country. So it was so great to see her. We did some um, I got to see her wedding venue. You know, I'm her maid of honor with um, with my girl Lexi. We're co-maid of honors and it's been amazing. And I'm just so happy she's here. And it's funny because I just think there's something so special about long distance friendships that people don't talk about very much because, you know, it might be shocking to some that that one of my best friends lives across the country and I'm her maid of honor, you know, but it's just if you if you want it, you'll make it happen. You know, it's like men, men, if they want you, they'll talk to you best long distance besties. If you want to make it work, you'll make it work. That's just that is just what I believe in my full blown soul of souls. But I really didn't have a plan too much for the podcast today because I wasn't planning on doing one, like I said. So I'm so happy to be here. My breathe just went off on my watch. So it thinks I'm stressed. I'm not. I'm just having a good time. 
And I want to like quickly, I don't have a lot of hot gossip prepared for y'all, but I do want to talk about Britney and Jamie Lynn Spears because remember on a latest episode, I was like, I don't know if we should be mad at Jamie Lynn because we don't know yet about, you know, how bitchy she is. And I kind of like low key had her back. You know, I was thinking, oh, maybe she's being threatened by her dad, blah, blah, blah. But Brittany, Brittany looked at me. She heard my episode and she said, no, girl, you need to shut your fucking mouth. Let me tell you the real goddamn tea. Right. So Brittany's been posting a series of shit on her Instagram, which is so juicy. But my favorite one. My favorite one is let me take you back. I believe it was the VMAs. Maybe it was a Radio Disney Awards. I don't remember. But Britney was getting an award, like a Lifetime Achievement Award. And she had, um, you know, some young girls up there, young, young pop stars performing her songs. Like Sophia Carson was there. And I think Kelsey Ballerini. Can't really remember the other ones. But then there was this big surprise of Jamie Lynn Spears coming, right? And you're like, oh, how cute. Sister, sister. No. Sister, sister. No. So she comes on stage, right? And... And I remember thinking then that Britney seemed a little off, but then she was smiling and she played it off. But I I remember being like, oh, I wonder if she's into this or she's just tired because like, you know, Britney's been through a lot. And I also thought it was weird that she didn't get to perform either. But anyways, that's all beside the point. So basically, Britney posts and throws shade at Jamie Lynn. And she was like, I am so mad that my sister was up there playing like remixes of my songs and shit. And you know what? I listen back because the clips been played like a hundred times now. And I agree with Britney, not just because Jamie Lynn Spears is such a bitch, but also because that performance was garbage trash. And it literally sounded like a six-year-old trying out for American Idol. It was so... I mean, it sounded like the Zoe 101 theme song, you know, which is her. Oh, you see me standing here. And it's just so high pitched and just off. And it literally sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks and Barbie had like a really messed up baby. And I I just think that that was the crime itself. Not only is the crime that you're not helping your sister out of this basic prison the crime is also that you butchered her fucking songs because you're trash. Like, let's just take out the Spears trash. I am so sick of it. You know, Brittany also said in that post that she's not planning on performing anytime soon, which is so fucking fair, by the way. Like, what bitch would? Right? Like, what bitch would? I am totally with her. I am living on this free Britney movement. She also posted and said um, basically that she's kind of tired of people who didn't support her then kind of coming out now, which I'm very curious as to who exactly she was pointing shade at because I know some members of like Backstreet Boys have spoken out, some members of NSYNC, and I'm just kind of wondering, NSYNC in particular, like if they kind of knew, no shade to them, but if they kind of knew what was going on with Justin and didn't say anything, I know Justin said something, but like he's curly haired trash, like not even interested um, in that Shia pet. But anyways, so Brittany's doing her thing. She's working hard. She's allowed to pick her own judge. So I hope that we see free Brittany soon. I hope that she gets to finally be free. I'm just like, I'm so taken aback by her whole life. It is so crazy to think that this woman who was completely idolized, at least by my generation, for sure, and lives on like 
generations below and above both listened to her songs. And it's just crazy to think that that whole time she was basically trapped and there was really nothing we could do about it. And so hashtag free Britney. If you don't support free Britney, then just leave this podcast. Um, Okay, I also (laughs) I also feel like it's time for me to full blown expose my first Bumble really experience. Okay, because I've I've hinted at the situation. I talked about the phone calls. But now that I know that these little flags, if you would, that I was ignoring for funsies were actually very large red flags. I would like to tell you about my first Bumble non dating experience. Okay, so I am not here to kink shame. Okay, I'm just going to start there because I'm not going to tell what happened, what was said. But I when I was talking to this guy, this is the guy I called like four times. Okay, and I want to tell you about our full story now because it's clear to me it's not going anywhere. And at first I was like, oh, my God, I can't tell this story on the podcast. What if it works out? And then and then he's like, oh, you talk shit on me on your podcast, which in reality is kind of, you know, just a thing that happens. I think that if you're in my life, there's a 85% chance you're going to come up on the podcast and congratulations. You know what I mean? It's in my Bumble profile that I have a podcast. Just wear it as a badge of honor. That's what you get when you match with a self-proclaimed celebrity. Okay. That's, that's on you. So anyways, I matched with this guy, as I mentioned, I thought it was going to go really well because he, you know, we talked about sports and then he started to talk about feminism and he was like a total feminist and I was super excited about it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Then, like I said, I'm not going to mention what he was into, but he just like brought it up, which is fine, except I just wasn't prepared because we had only been talking for a few days. And like I said, this is my first Bumble experience. And I just kept thinking this guy asked me what I was looking for, which, by the way, my answer was great. Back up. So this guy asked me what I was looking for. And uh, before that, we were talking about how he said he's not a grumpy old man, which his answer is big to different. Um, and I was like, oh, oh, my gosh, Como's calling me on the podcast. Sorry, girl. Going to have to call you back. Uh, so <laughs> she she loves this story. So she'll appreciate it. Anyways, so um, I, can't, I literally can't remember what I was talking about. So I'm sure I'll have to edit this around. But basically, he asked me what I was looking for. He said he wasn't a grumpy old man. And I said, oh, you know, uh, what's wrong with bingo on a Tuesday night, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, I love bingo, whatever. Joke, joke. She's funny. So then he he asked me what I was looking for. And I said, I don't know, maybe a bingo partner for life and for someone to raise a dog with. But for right now, uh, I'll settle for a date. You know, funny, classy. She's hilarious. She's on the prowl. She's looking, right? OK, so whatever. Uh, that didn't work. I mean, he still talked to me, but I, he didn't ask me on a date. And I just wasn't sure what the standard was. I asked TikTok. I've asked, been asking the TikTok community about Bumble questions. And they said that basically give it a week or so. And, you know, if he if he doesn't ask you on a date, he's not in deal. And I was like, OK, well, thank you for telling me. How was I to know? She has been in a very vanilla relationship for four and a half years. I don't know how the streets work. There are no street signs. No one handed me a map. I don't know what I'm doing. OK, anyways. So I look past that. Mostly, I would say I'm not going to take credit for looking past it. I did call 
my my best friend Julie, a friend of the podcast. She gets mentioned a lot. Her she's very wise. So uh, you know, she's like, this guy was literally a feminist talking about women's sports. Like you can't just not talk to this guy. Give him a chance. And I said, fine, you're right. And one of the best parts about this, by the way, was I Snapchatted Kim. You know. Bessie of the pot as well just called and I was like oh my god this guy's a feminist he's gonna break my heart I'm in love and then he you know told me his kinky thing and I snapped it right back and I said yeah I don't know I think I think I'm already out but I stuck through it okay so then I stick through for a few weeks you know we're texting this is before I knew about the one week rule so we're messaging blah 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 then I do the drunk calls he still sticks around I'm like okay I still got a chance and then I just am subtly and not so subtly just asking about dating because I'm just so confused I would send a really cute idea of something that was going on. And I was like, oh, look at this cute little, you know, wineries doing this thing. Ah, you know, and he would say, cool. And then I was like, whatever. Honestly, it wasn't that I was trying to marry this guy, but I just think I was kind of bored and didn't feel like going back on Bumble to find somebody else. So I just stuck it through. And honestly, for the jokes that I made, I think it's worth it. So then one night, finally, I'm just, he texts me, on a Thursday night, it was so funny because I was out for drinks with um, some of my girlfriends and I literally got back in the car with Kim and he texted me and he said, so is Smashly back out tonight? And I and I panicked. I said, oh, my God, this guy is a type 12 serial killer. He knows I'm out. How does he know that? But uh, he was honestly just asking and I just so happened to be drinking that night. So honestly, though, it's fair. I feel like you could text me any night of the week and there is a 50-50 chance that I've had a drink. So whatever. Anyways, all this is to say that he, um, you know, he texted me first. We were talking and, you know, I was telling him about my night. He was telling him about his night, which he, which he said was boring, by the way. I was like, oh, how's your night? Did you do anything exciting? He's like, no, just an average night. And then I was like, I mentioned a joke about a date and then he blew it off and I was just so fed up at this point and I was just thinking who cares if 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 this guy never talks to me and I'm going to live so I'm just going to ask so I just said do you not are you not interested in going on a date with me I just genuinely don't understand and then this motherfucker proceeds to say to me he goes you know, I went on a date tonight and it wasn't that good. And it's just so expensive to be a guy dating. He's like, I spent $120 tonight and the date wasn't even good. So like, you don't even know how hard it is for the guy because, you know, we're just expected to pay and girls don't even do that whole pretend to look at your wallet thing, blah, blah, blah. Now, this is how one Ashley Sleek responded. I said, hold on, you're telling me that I can run the tab up to 120. I was just going to suggest some beers. <laughs> like, I think I'm so funny, honestly. And this guy didn't even laugh. He ignored my message to the point where I became insecure me and I apologized. I'm so embarrassed I'm even telling you this. I apologize. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, joke at the wrong time. But I will just say that, you know, for what it's worth, I, I'm I'm a girl who doesn't mind going 50-50. I just, you know, I'm a little shocked that you just told me you were on a date with another girl. But I guess I'll take it as a compliment that you texted me right after, right? Like, what the fuck? And then 
We proceeded to get into a small argument, which I couldn't decide if I loved or hated because I was thinking, oh, my God, I've known this guy for two weeks and we're already fighting. Do I love that or hate that? The normal answer is hate. But for some reason, I was like, fun. So anyways, uh, he ended up apologizing to me. Uh, for the situation for telling me that he went on a date with another girl which wasn't that wasn't the problem by the way obviously because I told him I was like look I met you on Bumble if you don't think I'm you know have a roster myself you know what I mean let's pump the brakes but I'm just saying it is a little weird to hear that you know you were willing to take out another girl, but now you can't spend the money on me. And, you know, I have so much trauma from my past relationship and never getting picked first with him. It was always his parents or his friends. Like I was always picked last. So my poor little soul started crying over this because I'm such a sensitive little bitch. But also I was just so I felt like I was back in that moment with my ex where he just was picking anybody but me, you know, but she's sensitive, whatever. I cry over everything. So no shade. So anyways, you know, he clearly doesn't think I'm as funny as I do. But, you know, when I was drunk, I still texted him, like I mentioned, and it was fine. And I also drunk texted him after the wedding last weekend. And he's just like kind of someone that's there to drunk text and I enjoy it. But literally last weekend, he goes, I'm a little drunk. Can I ask you a question? And I was like, sure. And he's like, when's the last time you had sex? And, um, you know, I told him I was like, well, this is weird, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you like I was in a relationship. So, you know, I not that long ago. Sorry, dad. Uh, and and then he tells me it's been, you know, two years or something or whatever he said, maybe a year. But I'm going with two because I think it's funnier. And all I kept thinking was, OK, but you literally are talking to a girl and refuse to date. And how do you expect to get laid? So confused. Like you weren't that cute. Okay. This guy was not cute enough for the shit that was coming out of his mouth. He just so happened to be the first person to message me back. And I got lazy and didn't want to message anybody else. So I just stayed committed. But you guys, we can't get our Hearts broken by crusty bumble men who are too insecure to just say, hey, I want to go on a date with you, but do you mind if we split? Honestly, if a guy said that to me, I would be like, "Okay, whatever. I get it. It's hard out here in the streets. But also this motherfucker was telling me about how he was going to buy a Peloton. So I was like, what do you want to ride, a girl or a bike? Because you can spend the same money and get both. You know what I mean? I just I can't relate. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyways, it is hard as shit out here in the streets. And so this is my formal declaration that I will no longer be drunk texting this man. I think I'm not going to make any promises, okay? Because I'm a human being and, you know, we all do shit. But I will go back on the bubble prowl. I took a little break. I was messaging some guys and then I got depressed. <laughs> tragic. Uh, so now I think now that I'm on the up and up and recording the podcast and maybe I, I have a white claw open, but I also remember that I was supposed to work out after this. So probably won't get to drinking that um, <laughs> until after. Anyway, so who knows? I might have a drink tonight and do some bumbling. But yeah, that's the story. That's the full story of the guy that I called six times. So in my opinion, me calling did not make me the most toxic of that situation. And I think we're OK. 
So real quick, I want to get into the I'm sorry what moment of the week, which, you know, could be the fact that Jeff Bezos uh, flew a very interesting shaped rocket up to space today. But I don't care about rich bitches that aren't going to share their money with me. So Jeff Bezos, whatever. Um, But I did want to share the story that I saw on Facebook and maybe you've seen it because it's been making the rounds. But it was about this this couple that for their wedding, they sent out in their invitation a um, a little note card. It says so that we can prepare your preferred dinner. Please circle the gift level and indicate a meal choice for each person in your party. That means, by the way, that they put a price range on their gifts and then picked meals based off it. So they have the loving gift, which is up to $250 and you can pick roast chicken or swordfish. The silver gift, which is 25 to $500. That's, oh, 250. Sorry, I read this wrong, which is $251 to $500 above choices or sliced steak or poached salmon. The golden gift, which is $501 to $1,000, all above choices are the Flamignon or Lobster Tails, or the Platinum gift, which is $1,001 to $2,500 plus. Above choices are a two-pound, oh my god, I'm dying, I didn't read this first, two-pound lobster plus a souvenir champagne goblet. Souvenir champagne goblet. And it has... Asterisks and it says the souvenir champagne goblet is only available at the platinum gift level. By the way, um, I don't fit any of these gift levels. I don't think I've spent $250 on anybody's present. I think the most I spent is maybe 75, but I'm a 50 to 70 kind of gal. And don't hate me, I go to at least four weddings a year. So if I was spending $250 per wedding, uh, I cannot. The favor of your reply is requested by the 13th of September. Could you imagine? By the way, I get it. I know that weddings are hell of expensive and you're paying to feed people and that's bullshit and I hear you. But also, it's your day. If you didn't want to pay to feed people, elope. Okay, I'm not saying it's fair and I'm not saying the prices aren't jacked up, but could you imagine? I mean, I, I've seen this kind of shit before also with people who, you know, ask their bridesmaids to like lose weight or not be in it because their hairs are on color or whatever shit. And I just don't understand how people had enough friends to then get them to this point. I feel like bridezilla stuff is always rooted like there was something that happened before that you knew that that person might be a little bit of a Zilla, okay? Like, you kind of knew it was coming. Like, it's okay. And I'm not saying that that's their normal personality type, but you, you kind of see the buildings of it, okay? Now, you're telling me that these, pe- these people had enough friends to even send this out to? How? I don't even know how I would react. I mean, I would react exactly this way. I'd talk shit about it on my podcast if I received this. And I can't even believe I wouldn't even make arounds but the something about the souvenir goblet i don't understand you want to have a classy enough wedding that someone is going to give you a thousand dollar present to twenty five hundred dollar present but you have a souvenir champagne goblet like the little champagne flutes that are favors with the names on them so cute adorable one of my favorite 
wedding favors is the customized glasses. I'm a big fan. And yet I didn't have to pay a thousand dollars. What is a goblet? All I'm picturing is, you know, if you go to Texas Roadhouse and you get the margaritas and that big old like goblet thing, that's what I'm picturing. And don't get me wrong. I think you would need a goblet full of champagne to get through this fucking wedding, but they should come complimentary for just being your friend because clearly you are psycho enough to send some shit like this out. I just, I'm sorry what? I can't believe these people are real. You guys, I love weddings, but they are not worth losing all of your friends over. Take a hundred chill pills, get high, do some drugs or something to calm your ass down. I don't mean like cocaine. I just mean like see a therapist and get prescribed some drugs. There is something wrong with you. It's wild. If you have a friend who does this, you're allowed to never talk to them again. You're also allowed to send a bag of dicks as a present. All of those things are very acceptable when you find something like this. (laughs) Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I love doing this podcast. I love that you listen. Hopefully I didn't scare you away talking about my hoo-ha today, but you know, it's one of those days. I am so grateful that I get to do this podcast. I feel blessed. Thank you so, so much for listening. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, download. Um, You can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That gets you an automatic download. And, you know, I want to do this for the rest of my life. So make sure if you love this, you support it as well. And you can follow me on all social media platforms, of course, including TikTok at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. Okay, bye.